Round one was over. <laughs> Parents won. Kids sipped. I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing. That was all started by a mouse. Did we just become best friends? Yep. Gentlemen, start your engines. There's a touch of madness around here. Hello, everyone, and welcome to DDP Today, a show that's a little about us, a lot about Disney, and fun for the whole family. My name is Justin, and tonight I'm joined by two of my buddies, pals, amigos, friends, compadres, and I'm so excited to be here for another week of ddp today before we get into our topic though let's go around the room let's check on everybody and see how your week went i'm gonna start with my buddy mr mike how are you man i'm doing good i missed you guys last week obviously you know i you know i hate when i miss a show but it's just one of those things uh full disclosure because you know i like to you know we're a family here and we keep everything out in the open uh my mom's been a little sick lately she's been going through some stomach issues having some surgery stuff and um She's doing better now. She's still in the hospital getting some surgery done. But last week, when we were just about to record, I got some bad news that the surgery wasn't going well and it wasn't that, you know, wasn't, they said kind of stick by the phone because we didn't know what was going on. But luckily, she's, you know, she's been doing better. I've been talking to her all week. So it was one of those things where, uh, you know, not really in the right mindset to record a podcast about Disney, you know, and, and I try and give you guys the best show we can every week. So I appreciate taking the time off to kind of just, you know, uh, chat with my sister a little bit and, um, and you know, just just make sure everything was good with mom and you know she's doing much better and uh she's actually in surgery tonight as we're speaking so just to kind of correct some stuff so hopefully she should be good and um thank you everybody who reached out because i know a couple of guys knew that i wasn't gonna be on the show last week so um appreciate all of that it's been one of those hectic kind of weeks but i'm really glad to be here with you guys tonight and enjoying a good topic and a good show yeah man no when you called me you were like dude I, it's funny because you know we've done this now for five years you and i and every now and then I'll reach out to you. I'm like, I, I, can't, I can't be on the show, you know. But when you reach out, you're always like, dude, I am so sorry. You know, because you do. I think you hate missing shows more than any any of the rest of us uh, mm-hmm. by far. And I'm like, of course, man, family first. Always, always take care of family first. Not a big deal uh, in the least. And it was a lot of fun last week with Dan and Joe. Um, and now flipping the script. And I got Mike and, of course, my good buddy to the south, Mr. Aussie Dave. How are you, brother? I'm good, mate. Uh- Mike, I am so sorry to hear about your mom and that your uh, family's going through that. That that sucks, and I'm sorry to hear it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, well, thank you, thank you. Um, but you know, we love you here, and we're excited to have you back. Um, how is everybody? <laughs> I'm good, man. Just yeah. I'm busy. I'm I'm slammed busy because I'm heading down your way here in a couple of days. Um, and you look, this is kind of a rough time to get this uh, to, to travel because. Doing what I do for a living, <laughs> you might be able to understand. It's a busy week for me to uh, have uh, tons of guests, tons of uh, clients traveling all over the world. I got I got 22 people going to Mexico, tons of people in Disney, uh, people on cruises, like people going all over the place. So I'm trying to get everybody settled so I can put that amazing out of the office on my email and just Ooh. take some time away and uh, nice. spend some time with the fam. So excited to uh, get away. We're gonna leave Friday, go down, spend some time at NASA. So. It'll be good, man. Hopefully, Dave, I'll get to see you at some point. It's funny because no, you oh, that's right. You're in London. I am. I this time tomorrow night. I am already on a plane over the Atlantic. So, do you fit in better in London than you do the United States with your accent? 
sorry, my phone went off. Uh, oh, it's no, okay. I don't want to face. Um, uh, there was somebody trying to face on you. No, I think it thought I was trying to do that, and because oh, okay. I looked at my watch. <laughs> okay. And anyway, um, no, I you you wanted me to. FaceTime with them live on the on the podcast, didn't you? Well, anyway. I, did, so, did you hear my episode about FaceTiming and how intrusive it is? It's, it it's is horrible. very intrusive. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, no, um, actually, about a year ago, I was over in London for um, a major event that I was hosting, and I was standing on a station platform, um, moving. Uh, between locations and somebody was like oh do you know when the next train will be and I answered and I was like oh one left as I was arriving at the station so it should only be a few minutes away and this woman looks at me and goes are you American I went what (laughs) because I'm like over over in America everybody's like are you British and I'm like no I'm not British (laughs) And like, and I obviously have some kind of accent, but then apparently, according to this woman, she thought that I was American, and I was like, I don't fit in anywhere. I don't have a home. Apparently, like, <laughs> you're a man without a home. Exactly. <laughs> so, um, but no, I am flying back. Um, there's a big event happening this weekend. We are doing Star Wars Celebration, um, and uh, so a a mecca of Star Wars craziness uh, coming together at uh, a place called XL, uh, which is a um, convention center on the outskirts of London. Uh, it's gonna be crazy. It's gonna be big. It's like four days, and um, very excited for that uh, hosting at one of the stages, um, making sure it runs smoothly, and um, we're going to have some fun, some Star Wars themed fun going on. Nice man, we'll yeah, have fun, dude. So in London, I won't be here. That's yeah for sure. Well, I won't be here either. But next week, uh, I'll be coming to you live from Vero Beach uh, with the next Ooh. episode. So look forward to that. We'll be chatting a little bit about Vero Beach and, and all that fun. But with that said, let's get into it, man. Dave, you were just in the parks today. Um, Looks slow, man. From the pictures I was seeing, it didn't look busy at all. <laughs> it is crazy. Um, I while we were chatting and doing the intro, I actually changed the uh, virtual background on my uh, Zoom call. Uh, this photo I took last night. That's insane. I mean, sea of people, just a sea of people. Uh, I was in the middle of Main Street, USA, um, on one of their walkthrough, their emergency walkthroughs, and it was nothing but a sea of heads from right near uh, the ice cream parlor, Casey's Corner, all the way to Town Square Theatre, uh, Town Square, all the way, the entire length, uh, all the way back. And I literally just stopped, held up my phone, went click, and kept walking. And yeah, it's a sea of people. You know, that's, it's funny, too, because if for those of you who do not know, um, we got the return of Happily Ever After last night yep. um, to the Magic Kingdom, and it brought out an absolute madhouse sea of people. Uh, Genie Plus sold out the earliest time it's ever sold out since it uh, was first rolled out. Um, it was sold out before 12 o'clock uh, for that day, which has not happened before. The previous time was 1227 um, that it sold out before. Yeah, so absolutely insane. insane. It was. um, Not only that, I was in Animal Kingdom earlier, and we think that, well, I think uh, that a lot of people were like at Animal Kingdom earlier in the day or Hollywood Studios knowing that they were going to go to fireworks Mm -hmm. that night. And so Magic Kingdom initially in the morning apparently wasn't too bad. And I was in Animal Kingdom at like 1 o'clock just before Park Hop time time 
kicked in and it it was probably the craziest, busiest I have ever seen Animal Kingdom in 15 years with the company. Like it was bananas, just absolutely insane. Well, it's funny too because although I'm a huge proponent and huge fan of the fact that you know, for most parks, you don't have to, uh, you don't have to, you know, after two o'clock have a park reservation anymore. Mm. Um, man, I tell you what, after two o'clock, everyone knew what it was going to be like last night at Magic Kingdom because everyone's excited about Happily Ever After. And from what I've heard, it's absolutely fantastic. I'll be there to see it this week, um, and and it'll be really great. Mike, you have been in Disney during busy times. You and I were there during a hot, busy time in July, and we made it about two hours in the parks. Look at that crowd behind Dave. See to see uh, people just all the way down Main Street. You say, are you staying to see Happily Ever After in its first night return? Or are you like, nope, not a chance? No, I not a chance because I know they're fortunate like we are. We get to go quite a bit. I know there'll be another time in another place. You know, you always have that to look forward to. But, you know, like my sister happens to be down there. It's probably her to the left over there, right behind Dave's head, <laughs> I, I would think. Um, she's down there with the family. And I know they go, you know, maybe once every two years or once every couple of years. They don't get to frequent it as much as we do. Um, they do a, a couple of other different kinds of vacations. So if this is your kind of one and done trip for a long period of time, then, yeah, I guess, you, you know, you muscle it out. Um, and then... The, you know, there are certain times where the families can only get to do these kind of vacations, and it happens to be during busy times, and you just kind of kind of muscle through it. Um, yeah, I've been there through busy times. I was there through a February break one time where I guess the, it was the, the up up north break. Uh, it was Mardi Gras down south, and it was like a marathon weekend, and then it was Daytona 500. There was like a whole skew of things that never really line up, and it just happened to happen that week. I'd taken Laura's parents that week, and that was similar to that. It was absolutely miserable. Um, you know, when you needed a Fast pass for a, you know a, an ice cream bar it became a, kind of a, kind of a you know a, a, not such a great day when you have that kind of a crowd. But yeah, I mean, I would skip it if that was me. I would do something else. But when you have to, you got you know muscle through it. Yeah, hundred percent. Well, that kind of got gets us into tonight's topic a little bit because, like you said, it's perfectly put. Look, whenever we look at this as annual pass holders, I probably am going. I'm not going to be there for an evening like that, and I'm not going to be down there for some of the busiest times in Walt Disney World, and that is early spring break weeks. Uh, and that's that kind of brings us to our topic tonight. And we are talking about your survival guide: how to survive the Disney parks during spring break, during some of the busiest times of the year. What can you do to make your trip the most enjoyable possible? And there really are a couple things that will make your trip a lot of fun, even if it is super crowded. The thing I wanted to start out this episode by mentioning, of course, is also understanding um, that spring break isn't a week-long event. Uh, it is for each individual state, but here in Florida, spring break rotates through those states over the course of about six or so weeks. Um, we actually get to see it like right now, after today, I can tell you this week is Maryland week um, because the, the amount of people with Maryland flags and O's and uh, representing their teams, um, we go through these phases where we get to see each of the weeks come and go uh, in the lead up. And this one's a little bit interesting because it's also the lead into Easter week as well. Um, but uh, it is... 
uh, it is one of those things that rotates through. So um, sometimes people are like, oh, yeah, like this is my spring break week. Yeah, it's everybody's spring break week, but it just rotates. Uh, so for the cast members who are there, spring break is actually like a six-week event uh, in Orlando, Florida, as we slowly rotate all through all of these weeks. Yeah, and, and look, I'm, I'm the perfect example. I am heading down this week, uh, and I will be down there for spring break to be a part of this. And so I'm, uh, I'm excited, but also we have expectations that we know uh, whenever we go in there. So let's get into this. Our, we're going to go through 10 things, 10 ways to survive a Walt Disney World trip during spring break, during the busiest crowd, some of the busiest crowds of the year. And uh, hopefully you can take these and you can make them work for your next spring break vacation. Uh, I'm going to lead us off and I'm going to go with number one on our list. These are in no particular order. Uh, and one of my major things I always tell people, if you're going to the Disney parks during a busy time of the year, you need to stay on site. You need to stay at a Walt Disney World Resort Hotel uh, because it is going to make your stay much, much more enjoyable if the crowds are high. Look, um, now, Mike, now that you live in the South, um, mm -hmm. myself, you, and Dave drive to the parks. So we understand what it's like sometimes getting to the parks. I remember one time getting to Hollywood Studios. It was uh, around Rope Drop. I was actually getting there pretty early. And the line to just get through the parking uh, booth was unbelievably long i mean so backed up it was crazy how many people were trying to get in when staying on property now you can utilize transportation like the buses like the skyliner um you know like the boats uh the monorail all that's there for you and mike i think it makes it much much more enjoyable to be staying on disney property if you are staying at a disney resort while it's super busy in the parks yeah, absolutely. Uh, I I rely on Disney transportation even when I do have my car there. I like to have that uh, not stress of having to walk through the parking lots. I kind of like that, you know, almost dropped off at the gate kind of service you get when you're taking a bus or if you're taking the you know the gondola, it brings you right to the you know to the the beginning of the park. Uh, so yeah, getting through some of those crowds and getting through some of those you know those car lines can be kind of stressful. Then you know once you actually park your car and then if you have a really a really long walk to say Magic Kingdom, you know that can kind of Put a dampen on your day already if, you, if you're kind of winded from doing that. So stay on site, utilize the transportation. I think that's a key part to dealing with some of those busy days. Dave, I want to get your opinion. I think, look, if we, if we start at Value Resorts, Pop Century, Art of Animation, great places to stay if it's crazy busy week because you do have access to Skyliner Gondola, um, that you're going to be able to access Hollywood Studios and Epcot easily. If we're going into Moderates, Caribbean Beach, fantastic. Once again, Skyliner Gondola. Um, and if we're going to Deluxe, anything on the monorail, Beach Club, Boardwalk, being able to walk into Epcot, wave them walk to Hollywood Studios, quick 10-minute walk. Um, I think kind of staying at one of those resorts during weeks like this is really maybe worth a little bit of extra money, um, no matter what kind of level you're staying at as far as resorts. Yeah, definitely. And here's the other thing is that if you stay off property and you either have your car or you have um, a rental vehicle or something like that, you're tied to that form of transportation. Like you've parked it in a particular location and you need to get back. And when everything goes pear-shaped at the end of the night and you and 60,000 of your closest friends are trying to exit Magic Kingdom – you're going back to through, you're waiting in a line to get on a boat, you're um, getting back to the parking lot, you're hauling through the middle of the parking lot, finding your vehicle along with everyone else and getting out. That is your option. Whereas when you have used um, 
transportation. Let's let's go Epcot, um, and you're using Disney transportation. Sure, you might be using a bus uh, that you use to get there, or you could scoot out the back and jump on the Skyliner, or scoot out the back and jump to a resort and take a um, a minivan or a or an Uber, or mm-hmm. like it opens up options. Um, when you can see what's going on through and everybody is lining up for this one particular form of transportation, you're like, deuces, I'm picking a different form. There are options available. If you're driving, that's it. That's your option. Like Disney transportation really does option open that up and staying on site is a great way to be able to access that and be flexible with it. It's great. That is an excellent point because do you know how many times we have left Magic Kingdom and the lines for the buses have been crazy you know, maybe we leave, leave a little bit early and we say, you know what, we're just going to jump on a boat over to Wilderness and go have a drink at, at, um, at um, I've gone, gone brain dead at uh, Roaring Fork or, or Artist Point or uh, yep. yeah, any of those, you know, options. So and, and then we'll wait and then we'll take an Uber over back to our yep. resort. So it, lots once and lots everything of, settles down, lots of options for that. So our number one is, of course, staying on site at a Walt Disney World Resort. Yeah, talking about staying on site, one of the things that you can kind of capitalize on too would be some of those, they have those early magic hours where you can kind of get in a little bit early. And rope dropping, I think, is a very key thing that you should focus on when you're planning your day. If you want to get the most out of your day when it's a crowded park day. Uh, you know, I'm not the kind of person, Justin, I know you're not either. You know, Dave, you're in the park all the time. We like to sleep in late. We like to kind of, you know, enjoy our little bit of rest time because, you know, we are on vacation. But if you're in one of those times where you can only vacation during this type of year and the parks are this, this absolutely crowded. Make sure you get there early. This way, you can kind of check off what you want to do. You know, not run to the particular ride because you know we don't allow running in the parks. But you know, you kind of glance over. You know, you kind of jog over to where you want to be, and you can kind of you know check those things off your list that your must dos at the park. So you know, if you really want to get on Pirates in the morning at Magic Kingdom, go for it. Get on. Go through, get there first. This way you know it's done. You have uh, the Haunted Mansion right over in that area too, not too far away. So, you know, rope drop, get in the park early, and, can, you know, get in and get it done. Are you ready for this? Okay. Yeah. I'm going to rope, I'm rope dropping this week. Nice. I am. Here's why. We have, because here's the thing. We're not just doing Disney. We're going to talk about it a little more on the page side after we do an amazing topic Dave has. I cannot wait to get into this one. You just Super told it pop right bar. before we recorded. Um, it's all I, I can think about right now. Um, here, <laughs> here's why. like we're, we're doing kind of a limited Disney vacation, even though we're staying Animal Kingdom Lodge. We'll be there for a couple days, for like five days. Um, but we're doing Universal, too. We want to go see Mardi Gras, you know, of course. Um Got to go over there and check that out for Universal Unleashed. We're doing NASA. Then we're heading over to Vero Beach. So we're going to be at Vero Beach, too. So the, our, our time in the park is going to be limited. Plus, we want to do a pool day. You know, yes, we'll go to a park that evening. We want to do a pool day. One of our days is in the morning, and I'm going to do Genie Plus for it, is in the morning Animal Kingdom and in the evening Hollywood Studios. So with that said, I am rope dropping Animal Kingdom. I never thought that would be the one that would sway me to finally rope drop a Disney park. But I will be rope dropping Animal Kingdom. Dave, this is the perfect way for families to get the most other day. You know better than most that those that first hour is key to being successful and getting everything done. Absolutely pivotal. Um, particularly tying in, as Mike said, uh, with a great segue, staying on site and utilizing that early access in those early hours. You can ride Peter Pan and Seven Dwarves Mine Train first thing in the morning and maybe have 
a half hour, 40 minute wait between the two of them. Like if that's your passion and you're right there in the park, feet moving towards that first attraction when, uh, the minute you're allowed, like there, there are some great ways to really capitalize on your time. Um, and if it happens to be one of those days where you rope drop and you've uh, and it's randomly not the busiest, you might get three or four things done before the park even officially opens. Like it is possible. So it's something you really need to be aware of, and um, you've got to you've got to use it effectively, um, and and know what your priorities are if you're doing that. Like be there. Like rope dropping doesn't mean turning up at the time when you're meant to, when, when they say, oh, the park opens. No, you need to be there like half an hour before that. And sometimes that's a little daunting because you're like, oh, that means I'm out of the resort at six to be there like or six thirty to be there by seven thirty, so that we're ready to go for eight o'clock. Yeah. But it pays dividends on the other end. Like you get so much done uh, in a short space of time. Um, and and I, I think the dream is to combine rope drop <laughs> with some pull time and an afternoon nap and then tie back in with the Justin Suter way of doing Disney yeah. parks. That's, that's, yeah. I think that might be the sweet spot. Like, because you really can get a lot done. I always tell people too, so I have, I have a lot of, clients that you know have younger kids and you know we've all done the parks with younger kids and I, that's exactly what i tell them to do kids are already up have breakfast rope drop get some stuff done at noon check out man check out go back let the kids nap maybe do an hour or two by the pool and then head back at 3 Particularly 3:30. in the heat yes 100 percent. yes on those hotter days like this a rope drop can be a really effective tool now rope drop to happily ever after oh it's awful it, it is gonna is gonna hurt. I it's gonna hurt. I I like the fact that some people are like four parks one day. That's something I I don't know sure. if I'll ever do it. I mean you you've done it, but you've done it cheating. That's you know correct. When when I do it, I've got a private vehicle that is jumping from place to place. And you're not like, waiting. You're coming four, in back entrances and like it's not you know correct. You're cheating. Four parks one day should be like the true version of it should be. Um, walking in through the front gate, getting out, bussing or monorailing between the t- between the different locations, riding a couple of attractions in each. Like that's an authentic four parks one day. There's a tour guide four parks one day, but it's definitely a thing. So, um, but no, to Mike's point, rope drop is uh, super important and a highly effective tool to make sure that you get the most out of your time when it's busy. Did you guys hear about this guy from Atlanta? Um, he's an engineer, and he rode every Disney ride in the world in 12 days. In the world? In the world. It just happened. He just did it. It was like six days ago he finished. Um, he spent his own money to go on 216 rides at 12 Disney parks in four countries in 12 days. Hmm. I, I love the the complete silence. There was his, 15 seconds of silence. I'm trying to figure okay, out. So here we go. Um, so 216 rides, 12 parks, four countries, three continents. Uh, Atlanta man named Nathan Firesheets um, conquered this feat this month, gaining the modest global following as he documented the journey in a series of exuberant selfies. Um, 34 years old. 
Um, let's see. All right. The craziest Disney challenge ever conceived, they say. Um, it didn't go exactly. He said it only had about 70,000 views, so it's not like crazy viral. But he, yeah, man, he he worked. He said, somebody said that can't be consecutive days, right? And he said this, somebody said this makes me feel tired. How he did it. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Uh, I already done much shorter Disney challenges and mastered a lot of the expert tricks to knocking out every ride in a day at various Disney parks, such as getting early entry, prioritizing busier attractions, and using fast pass to avoid long lines. Um, he said it's. Uh, he said he's had this plan for years. He was just waiting and sitting and watching travel restrictions. And um, yeah, man, he completely wow. did this and documented the whole Respect. thing. Respect. So he I said, love it. And say love the logistics of the whole thing. I was looking for a price to see if he put um, a price. He finished the twelve international day challenge travel at the Magic prices Kingdom. right now. Yeah, he finished the uh, challenge, uh, the twelve day challenge at the Magic Kingdom on the twenty ninth. Here you go. Fire Sheet said the journey cost about twelve thousand dollars, nearly a hundred thousand dollars cheaper than a Disney run trip to all twelve parks. That trip, which starts at one hundred ten thousand dollars, which is Adventures by Disney, I'm assuming. Um, yes, that's the one with the private jet. Yeah, that flies next you leaves around. on July 9th and includes stops at Taj Mahal, pyramids, Giza, and Eiffel Tower. So he did it for twelve grand. That's pretty cheap, man. Flights, I mean, hotel, yes, tickets. Yeah. I mean, you're only buying one day tickets, but still, interesting. Yeah. If he had had strange, if he had had this I list, assume... if he had had this list, he could have done it in eleven days. <laughs> mm, I assume. <laughs> He parked, he rope dropped every single day. A hundred percent he did, and he probably did our next one. Yes, indeed. Um, the Because one of the most effective ways to be able to do uh, the most in uh, the Disney parks here in Walt Disney World uh, is effective and correct use and the purchasing of Genie Plus and Lightning Lane. Uh, Lightning Lane is the access point in, and we do separate it out into those two, Genie Plus and Lightning Lane, because uh, there are um, specific Lightning Lanes that do become available Um and then you can couple that uh, that you can uh, buy singularly, and then you can couple that with uh, Genie Plus. And I mean, I understand most of this, but I will defer this subject to w- w- what is, in my opinion, <laughs> the master of Genie Plus. Because Justin, you figured out how to do Genie Plus lying by a pool and still rocking out like five or six rides in an evening. Yeah. So Genie Plus to me, it was funny because if we go back, f- rewind a year and a half, and I remember I was not a big fan of genie plus when it was announced i remember i was like ah i don't know now i'm good with it and, and i know it's super expensive this week but look you're paying um you're paying for a service that is allowing you to get the most out of your vacation especially if you know how to do it and that's the one thing that i think i to be honest i offer my clients more than anything is my knowledge on genie plus and they can really use that to maximize their vacations because if you know how to use the product and if you understand how it works you can get a lot out of the money you're spending. Is it expensive? It can be. But also, look, you're going to Disney. You're already spending thousands and thousands of dollars to be in the parks, right? Why not spend a couple hundred more to make your day as enjoyable as possible? To make, you know, every single day. It's worth every penny. While we're talking about the price on it, though. Yeah. Okay. I I mean, so if you've got a family of four, mm-hmm. all right, um, and you've bought, what, $120, $130 ticket per person. More than that. Or more for 
but for a one day. Yeah, yeah. Something like is about where it starts. And then, so that puts you, yeah. And then you, even at its most expensive, which it's kind of towards the top of that right now. Right what now, was it yeah. today? 35, I think. 35. Okay. So then, so let's call it 150. That means that you're then, uh, for your ticket, uh, $35 brings you in at 185 for your lightning lane on top of your ticket. Yeah. All right. Recently, I went to Universal. Okay, I'm glad you're bringing this up because I'm excited to talk about this. Yeah, <laughs> because everybody wants to complain about the price of the yeah. uh, of the expedited entry at the park. And here's the thing: is they're comparing it to the fact that it used to be free. Yep. It used to yep. be the is o- included. Uh, it used to be the only expedited entry into a theme park attractions in the country that uh, the that didn't charge more for. And then when it came back post-COVID, uh, the Disney's company joined the rest of the theme park community and started charging for it. And that was what upset a lot of people initially. All right. The Express Pass at Universal, the ticket for entry was like a hundred and something dollars. And then what's the Express Pass? Okay, I have exact prices. You know why? Because I was just texting one of the dads on my like I coach his kid because they were just they were interested in going to Universal. So you ready for this? So for this yeah. week coming up, for this following Monday, so right now it is April the fourth for everyone listening. Uh, this show mm. when it drops for Patreon, it'll be Sunday. So this would be the next day tomorrow. Um, for a one day parked park ticket for an adult mm-hmm. and a express pass, not an express pass unlimited, meaning you can do the attractions as many times as you want. You get each attraction one time. Does not include Once. Hagrid's. Does not include Velocicoaster. Okay, got it. Four hundred sixty three dollars and ninety nine cents. That's the ticket and the ticket the... and express for a one day park to park ticket with express pass. Do that number one more time. Four sixty three ninety nine. So it's more than twice. It's nearly three times the price. Yeah. Of of being able to do a ticket and Genie Plus. Yes. That is insane. Yeah. So in the grand scheme of things, it's really like, like, yeah. And as you said, when you've spent so much money on your vacation already, like, and if you can come at, if you're at a time, and I know we're talking uh, spring break right now. So let's use even the, the height of it, $35 a person. That's for your whole family is less than $150 on top of your park tickets for the day to be able to use your Genie Plus. And if you book it correctly, if you speak to your friendly travel agent at Away With Me Travel, um, they can help you out and teach you how to use it effectively. Yeah, Mike, do you use Genie Plus? I did. As a matter of fact, our last trip we used it. Um, I used it. I thought it was fantastic in Magic Kingdom. We we rolled through it. I used Justin's kind of cheat techniques with it. it worked out really well. Um, I didn't use it so much for the other parks. Um, Sammy was with her friends and she used it in Animal Kingdom. She used it. They bought it each day. I didn't buy it for Animal Kingdom. I don't think I bought it for Epcot. Um, they but the the girls that were kind of doing their own thing. They bought it because Sammy's friends that came down really don't do Disney that much. Um, it's been years since they came down and Sammy wanted to kind of um, you know. 
be, be a VIP tour guide host for them because, uh, you know, she goes so often. And um, her and her friends did all the parks. But I love it. I, and I think for, for Magic Kingdom, it was absolutely fantastic. And if you were going at another busy time, I think it really pays its dividends because, um, you know, it's it's you get, you're getting what you want to do. You know, there's nothing worse than paying all that money to go to a, a theme park and being able to go on two rides, you know. And uh, at least this way that you spend that little bit of extra, but you're going to maximize your experience. You know why I like Genie Plus so much? So I called Dave constantly for information, you know what I mean? Saying, hey, hey, buddy, I needed to know something about how this, you know, works, something like that. This is about the only thing he calls me for. Hey, man, yep. I've, got a, I've, got, I've got guests right now with me. What's the best way to do this? And I'm like, dude, I got you, man. Let's, let's roll, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like it's not my forte. Like I I my job is to literally go around this system. <laughs> so <laughs> so I have this cool little device in on my on my phone where I get like this cool override to walk through the system without needing to to organize it and time it and and tap this at this particular time. Uh speaking of which can we talk really quickly about those uh, lightning lane yes. accesses yeah. and how important it is to get first thing in the morning? If you're going to invest in this, if you're going to spend the money, you need to be awake at 6.51 a.m. Yeah. so that you're awake, gone bathroom, and you're sitting on your phone ready to to tap a button at exactly seven, or you're sitting in the bathroom on your phone like I do whenever I'm okay. Doing- <laughs> over, overshare, overshare, overshare. Uh, so, so anyway, uh, you have to, especially now. I mean, look, it's one of those things that we always tell people. We kind of give you a cheat sheet whenever you use away with me travel. Book your lightning lanes first before you do Genie Plus because they will sell out. Especially, um, you know, now that we have Tron, Tron's going to be gone in Tron s- as of seconds. today. <laughs> seconds, we're on the day. Uh, of Tron now being available. Uh, so that is there. But uh, it's one of those things that, once again, it's time worth your money. 100% for me, it is. When I go, I'm going to be getting Tron because I you know, I, I don't want to take the chance of not getting a, a virtual queue. I want to make sure that my family gets to have that experience together. So my main thing is when you start planning your Disney vacation, please take the highest amount. Say it's $30, $30 a day per person and just budget that into your vacation. What can you cut out weekly, you know, throughout your daily life that you can make that happen? Or, you know what? Every time you go to Walmart, this is, this is something I tell people all the time. Every time you go to Walmart, every time you go to Target, every time you go there, pick up a $10, a $15, a $20 Disney gift card. Just, just pick it up, throw it in your nightstand. You will not miss that money. And then when it comes time for your vacation, go to DisneyGiftCard.com, combine them all onto one gift card up to $500, and then all of a sudden you've paid for your Genie Pluses and your Lightning Lanes, go to the front desk, have them put it on your room, and uh, and you're good to go. Or you can do it right there through the app using the gift card as well. So lots of great ways to pay for that. Make sure to make it a priority. I'm going to move along to number four. I'm going to go the opposite way, though. Parks are crazy, busy. You can rope drop, be a part of the mad, the badness that's going on. You know, you can you can pay for the Genie Plus, you can pay for the Lightning Lane, you can do all those great things. But one of the best ways that you can enjoy your Disney vacation when it is spring break and absolutely crazy is take a resort day. Enjoy your resort. If you are doing what we said first at number one and staying on site, take some time to lay by the pool and enjoy what your Disney World resort has to offer. Because no matter if you're staying at a value, a moderate, or a deluxe, 
if you're staying at the campgrounds, it doesn't matter. Every single Disney resort has a lot to offer, and you can enjoy those times. I, it's one of our favorite things to do. And uh, Dave, you know this. Mike, you know this. Dave, just recently, you you came over with the girls, you and Mel, and the girls played uh, in the pool when we were down at Saratoga Springs. That was great. At 2 o'clock every day, they have the pool parties. And they come out, and they organize them, and they play games, and they have prizes. Go be a part of that. Go explore. Have a nice dinner on property. Guys, Mike, the resorts for me are such uh, – Joe should be on the show for just this one. The resorts are such an undervalued um, use of your time on a Walt Disney World vacation, and I wish more people took advantage of it. Yeah, I love I, – I take a lot of stock in the resorts, and, and you know, I, I – being a vacation club member, we get that benefit of having the you know the deluxe resorts. But I tell you, those other resorts you were talking about, no matter what it is, they have great pool parties, they have great activities for the kids. No matter where you're staying on property, uh, they always put that extra effort into you know being a great place to have a vacation. And if you're not going to go to the parks, a Disney, you know, we talked about it earlier about staying on site. Being in a Disney resort is probably one of the best things you can do if you're going to kind of take a relaxing day, you know, and, and, and I, listen, like I said it before, I've said it a million times before, I've, it'll, it'll be on my tombstone. Animal Kingdom in itself is the is a vacation in itself, and there's plenty to do there. I mean, between the sightseeing and the animals and the pools are amazing. So uh, you don't got to convince me to stay in the uh Is the it love bug season day. down there right now, Dave? You know what love bugs are? Not yet. Of course I do. So Animal Kingdom Lodge, Kidani, which is where I'm staying this week, it is yeah. like the mecca for love bugs. I mean, it's like the bow No, they just all book that resort. They just all book. That's that where resort. they book at. That's, that's really. That's problem. really. Yeah. That's yeah. really. If you lay by the pool, and you're just surrounded by love bugs. I mean, just just everywhere, just attached at the hip. If you know what I mean. Wink, wink. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, Dave, you don't stay on property very often. When's the last time you stay on Disney property? Um. We we occasionally do. Uh, we, if we're trying to do something special for the girls, we'll try to uh, stay on property. It's been a probably a year or so, but we we try to get back. We try to try to make sure we uh, have some fun staying at the resorts. And there is so much to offer. Um, not only that, the other thing that comes to mind is um, utilizing your resorts in your day. Mm, yeah. Um, and I'm just going to put this in as another one. Um, and I've mentioned this before. This is one of my favorites. Um, if you're at Disney's Hollywood Studios and you're looking to park hop across to Epcot um, and you're headed towards lunchtime, lunch in the parks is insane. Yeah. Like trying to figure out where you're eating. Jump on that Skyliner as your form of transportation across to the other park and go to um, Art of Animation. Uh, they have their food court there is called Landscape of Flavors. They've got great options. You can order on the app while you're on uh, on the uh, Skyliner headed across there. You get off the Skyliner, you press the I'm here, prepare my food. You walk in, pick up your food, sit down and start eating. And you can go wherever you want to do after that. Like There's some great options to effectively use your resorts. You can be at the resort as well. But there is other ways to effectively use them in your vacation. So um, resorts are really, really Something key. we do constantly. I tell people all the time, you're in Magic Kingdom, jump on the monorail. Walk over to uh, walk over to the Contemporary. You know, go have lunch over there. Yes. Get out of the parks for lunch for your quick serve. And you will have, I think, a more enjoyable time um, than, than you do 100%. if you stay inside the parks. I absolutely love it. Awesome. 
You know, one of the things that, you know, we're talking about trying to utilize the park day. I'm so guilty of it. Every time I go, because I haven't had annual passes in a while, I always buy a park hopper pass. But on those busy days, I never seem to ever use them. I just kind of get stuck in a park and, you know, and I stay there for the day. I kind of know, you know, I've got a lot of things accomplished and I don't know what to expect when I go to the other parks. I mean, yeah, you can use the wait times and see what's going on. But if you want to if you want to really maximize, say, Magic Kingdom for the day, stay in Magic Kingdom for the day. Don't park hop. I don't park hop that often. I always have the plans that I'm going to. I have these grand plans that, you know, I'm going to go do this during the day and maybe, you know, go home for lunch or back to the resort and then, you know, like a pool day and then go somewhere else at night. It just never seems to happen that way. So if you're going to really want to try and maximize your day, try to avoid the park. You hopping. absolutely nailed it. Absolutely nailed it. See if you guys agree with me on this statement. And people may bash me on the Facebook group. If you're not a member, go over right now. DDP Today Family uh, on Facebook. Just, just, just to bash, bash me. Him. You can absolutely lay into me over there. Yeah. Park hopping is the biggest mistake that non-annual past guests make at Walt Disney World. I mean, there's a lot of things that would fall under that category, but that definitely has to be way up on the list. Well, it's, you got to think, especially during busy times, right? You are if during a busy time like spring break, you have to maximize every minute you have in the parks. Mm-hmm. When you talk about park hopping, you might as well take one hour and take it away from your day. At least. And it's not yep. enjoyable. It's not like going back to the resort. And that's assuming everything goes you know smoothly. Mean? Nope. You agree with that, Dave? Yeah. I, I'm trying to think. I don't think of anything else that would... It's a huge impact to... Yeah. And as you said, for the annual pass holders, sure, they're a separate group of people. But that takes up a big chunk of your time. And, it, like, it's the planning. And then when you're thinking about that, you're not thinking about what else you're doing in this park and then not being open to those options. Like, And as Mike said, like, you, you can kind of get lost with uh, so many different things going on. Um, by not park hopping, you give yourself your focus. This is what you're doing for the day. Uh, it's also not like it used to be. There was a period of time where... I'm going to tread really carefully on this subject. Some of the theme parks maybe didn't have quite enough to keep you entertained for an entire day. (laughs) Um, I mean, when Hollywood Studios was going through its transition, it was about a third of a park. There was like three things to do and you were like, "Um, how many more times can we go through one man's dream? Don't get me wrong. The answer is 12. But um, but (laughs) that's it. We're doing it all day, a whole afternoon. That's the only thing we're doing. Um, But, and then back in the day, like Animal Kingdom lacked some uh, longevity options for you. Um, Whereas nowadays between um, the amount of attractions across each individual park, um, the extra elements like um, Wilderness Explorers, One Man's Dream, um, Exploring Epcot, uh, Kidcot, all these sorts of things that they've expanded on across those parks, you can definitely do one park per day, stay in the park, do a whole bunch of things, focus on that and rock it out. Yeah, so, Mike, see if you agree with me. And and like you said, you're guilty of this. The idea of park hopping is glamorous. Like, as a Disney fan, it's kind of sexy. You're like, ooh. You know what I mean? I'm going to park hop. I'm going to We're going to be I'm gonna here start and we're going to jump in, across I'm gonna start there. My, I'm going to start in Epcot. 
and I'm going to have me a drink and a lunch, and then I'm going to I'm going to be in Hollywood studios before you know it. It's just not the way it really works anymore. Mm-mm. No, and you, you kill a lot of time in yeah. transportation. Well, especially between certain parks. I mean, like I use the I use the worst example possible because you can actually go from Epcot to Hollywood Studios pretty quick, but. Hollywood Studios, the Magic Kingdom, it's horrible. You know what I mean? Like trying to get from side to side. So I think it's one of the worst utilizations of your time during. Look, if it's not busy or if attractions aren't a priority for you, if you are more of I want to have nice dinners and maybe I want to be in the Magic Kingdom in the morning, but I want to go to Epcot for dinner at night, go for it. But if you're there with a family and attractions are a priority and you want to get the most done possible during a busy week, do not park hop. Yeah, um, it really is a, a fundamental element. Moving along, I'm going to jump in with our next one because uh, you mentioned um, those fancy dinners and uh, things like that. Um, tying those dinner options to events uh, is also a great utilization of time and experience combined. Uh, namely, coming to mind, of course, is, of course, the uh, fireworks dining packages. Um, there's some great options to be able to get uh, priority viewing locations and uh, special seating um, for some of our nighttime spectaculars and also have it all tied in as part of a package with a great meal uh, at some of those restaurants that set aside particular dining options to make sure that you are able to do both of these things. So if you wanted to eat at Brown Derby and you couldn't find a reservation for Brown Derby, you can sometimes find it by tying it in with a dining package uh, to watch Fantasmic or something like that. You've got a bit of experience with yeah, this, Yeah, I, I do this quite a bit, actually, because I'm, I'm you know, as the young one on this uh on this group oh, as someone who's still in my 30s um i probably eat earlier than everybody uh, i eat dinner every every night at five <laughs> o'clock and that's just what we do it uh, has to do with though with katie's work nights at the hospital for years and so we just it makes it easier for us to eat before she goes to work um so we we eat early in the parks which this really a lot of people don't realize this that whenever you book a dining package that includes like phantasmic or you know um you know at Epcot, wherever. Those dining packages are earlier in the day. They're not They're not selling a 7 p.m. dining package because they're having no problems booking those reservations. So typically they're like a 3.30 or a 4 o'clock um, if you're able to do those. And it's worth every penny for me. I will tell you this too. If, if you're worried about the financial aspect of it, because it is a little more expensive. We talked about prefix menus would be our guest. It is a prefix menu. But you're getting something out of it uh, in the long run. You can look at different restaurants. Like, perfect example, you know, you said Brown Derby, one of my favorite restaurants in Hollywood Studios. But Brown Derby is $20 more per person than going over to 50s Primetime um, to do the same type of dinner package. So whenever you look at those, there's lots of options to check out. And like Dave said, you might not be able to get that dining package or that, that dining reservation for a 7 p.m. But if you're able to wiggle a little bit and you can kind of be a little bit flexible with your times, you can add in this and now guess what the last time i did this mike i was at 50s primetime a couple like month and a half ago did this right i went this was right after fantastic come back i went and i rode two other attractions while everyone else was waiting to see Fantasmic. I walked in 20 minutes prior to Fantasmic starting got popcorn got a shot for hopper sat down um and i was in mickey section i was row three so dead center Row three, kind of in the splash zone a little bit. 
and was able to enjoy Fantasmic without waiting for an hour and a half for a seat inside of that arena. This, for me, we talked about it before. If you will skip, and see what you think about this, Mike. If you will skip park hopping, take that off your ticket, right? Which typically, let me give you an, a, an estimate, okay? For like a four-day ticket, it's usually about $95 um, per person to make it a park hopper versus a, a, a single park ticket. So take that off. Now you've got $95 to play with. That's two days of of getting Genie Plus. That's one lightning lane, and that's one of your meals going to a uh, a dining package for, for, for a nighttime spectacular. Mike, that for me makes more sense than to do a park hopper. Well, you don't got to convince me on the dining packages because we, we did, did one together. Yeah. You know, you and I did a Fantasmic ones. We did, uh, uh, it was uh, Mama Melrose. Uh, yeah, I think it was like a three o'clock <laughs> dinner. So it wasn't a little early side. That must have been but, such um, a beautiful <laughs> candlelit dinner for the two of you. It was. It was uh, more of a, a later brunch, I guess. I think we know, just so, arrived but, at the uh, no, <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. I was still wiping the eggs and grits out of my mouth all for right. breakfast, but you know. <laughs> quite all right but you know we got to see phantasmic together so that was the important part but yeah no i agree uh, doing those dining packages uh buys you some time so the little bit of extra money you spend at least you're getting more you know quality time uh, i'm gonna i'm gonna move us along uh to number seven on our list and i'm excited about this one because this is something we love to do um and that is look you just because you are at walt disney world does not mean there's only four parks for you to enjoy there are two other parks that you may not even know about, and those are the Disney water parks. Take a day and go enjoy the Disney water parks. We talk about not doing a park hopper. Well, add on the water parks as a part of the option for your ticket package um, because not only do you get that, but you also get some other additions which are going to come in uh, here soon, I'm sure. Um, but you need to do something that maybe you've never done before. And go visit Blizzard Beach. Go visit Typhoon Lagoon. Go experience those parks. They are really, really amazing and so much fun. I love our water parks. I spend so much time. Um, one of my best friends, uh, he's from Canada, and so his window to attend water parks is significantly smaller than mine, and we love to uh, – I will send him a picture and be like, I'm at a water park, and he's like, it finished snowing last <laughs> week. So like, um, he, he lives just outside Ottawa, and, um, and like we just – the two of us will be like, water park. Like, that's, our, that's our thing. I love taking my girls. Uh, I've already been uh, – in the last couple of weeks, I've been to both Blizzard Beach and Typhoon Lagoon. Uh, traditionally, at the moment, we are keeping only one open, um, which I find crazy with attendance being back where it used to be and them going, yeah, we're only doing one. Um, but we have moved across, and I think Typhoon Lagoon is it open is, yeah. now, and I love its yep. wave pool. Love the wave pool. Well, it's super, super weird, too, pool. because Blizzard Beach just had reopened from that massive refurb. And then all of a sudden they closed it uh, on March 19th. They closed its doors. And, of course, it will switch places with Typhoon Lagoon eventually. Um, Dave, you and I love a good water park. Uh, you and I. We do. <laughs> you and indeed. I cause shenanigans. We are the king shenanigators uh, in the water parks yes, whenever we, we go. So I can't speak highly enough. Mike, uh, look, we've done multiple DDP um, uh, nights at the water parks before. They're so much fun. Of course, we got rained out <laughs> at one of them, but so much fun to be there <laughs> to experience those. The water parks, I think a lot of families overlook 
um, the fact that they're there and they're on Disney property and they're they're there for you to enjoy. And you can use Disney transportation to get there as well. The theming is great. My kids love them. Uh, they would do an entire week of just water parks if I let them. Uh, so, yes, no, no no, convincing in this house that that's a great way to do a busy vacation. We love doing it. Uh, and a little side tip, if, if it's going to be really busy there, what we've done quite a, quite a few times is we've gone during peak times. Um, we've rented the cabanas there. This way you kind of know you got a great place to stay. you got a little bit of a, an extra luxury, the extra towels, um, some of those little extra amenities. So if you can swing that... Go for the cabana because that, you know, when it's really, really busy, that you know you got a parking spot to leave all your stuff, and it gives you that little bit of an extra kind of peace of mind when you're going to be there as well, too. I was just about to ask on a cabana. So I've stayed, I prefer the one to Typhoon Lagoon. They seem to be a little bit bigger. I want to say for the family of four, I want to say it was about 280 to 310 per day. That was a few years ago. No, it wasn't bad. That's not bad. And and then you also get like so it's and one of the worst parts of of water parks is that turn up in the morning moment and trying to make sure you get like I'm always trying to make sure I get my wife's favorite chair. Yes, Melanie has favorite <laughs> chairs. At our, that's how often we go to our water parks. She's like, "Can you go ahead and get me the fa- my favorite chair?" And I'll be like, "Yes." Um, so like knowing that you have like a reserved chair. Um, and your own space to come back to. They've got a safe there. They've got drink options included in it, um, which are not cheap in Disney World. So, like, they're, they're, there's there's some good a- aspects. Someone you go to the water parks too, and correct me if I'm wrong. I believe they charge for towels. Am I am I right? They charge for towel rental at Typhoon Lagoon. It used used to be, if I remember from what I remember, it was a, uh, a deposit. You would pay to rent them, and then you yeah deposit, and then when you would bring them back, they would give you a souvenir cup. I think they were doing that for a while because I have some souvenir Typhoon Lagoon cups. Um, The other good thing about the water park, too, is you know Florida during this time of year, you get those 3 o'clock rainstorms and they tend to shut the water parks down for a little while. When you're in that nice little covered cabana, like, you know, we we experienced the the typhoon at Typhoon Lagoon when we were there and we got poured on. Um, But, yeah, having that little cabana in that little area is nice because everyone else is kind of, you know, trying to hide under a palm tree and you have that nice (laughs) little enclosure you can kind of stay, you know, stay away from the Dave did it perfectly that it's uh, it's one of those things where you don't have to wait for an attraction. You know, yes, you could wait for the slides, but you can always go over and go into the wave pool and you do not have to wait like you do at a lot of the uh, theme parks. So you can get out of the crowds, not have those crazy spring break crowds. One way to escape and to survive Disney parks during spring break. Yeah. One of the other things that you can do to kind of, you know, maximize your time, uh, you know, plan one of those tours or in activities. Uh, one of the things that I've been dying to try that I would probably do if I was down there now would be the African Trek. And you kind of know that you're going to be that have that individual attention. You're going to get to do something. You're going to get something accomplished. So if I was going during a busy time like this, I would try and do that African Trek over in uh, Animal Kingdom. That was kind of you know a really cool thing. I, I'm not even sure if they're still mm-hmm. offering that. That was a yep. post-COVID thing that was yep. still around. It is back. Okay. Um, that's something that I would do. There are a lot of other tours and kinds of things you can do. Obviously, you could do a VIP tour if, if you can yeah, swing that's that way. But uh, but yeah, I I, I know a guy, um, you know, recommendation. But um, but yeah, so I would You're definitely right. do a Steve tour as well. Awesome too. VIP tours, we love that dude. Um, <laughs> Wild Africa Trek is really. If, if you're a Disney fan, you're an Animal Kingdom fan, it is a must-do. It is so much fun. It is a blast. It's about three-hour tour, a little Gilligan in there. Um, it is an absolute blast. I you know you nailed it, Mike. 
you don't have to do the expensive tours either. There are things on there. You and I had the opportunity to go and do a fireworks cruise together. Um, there is so much that you can do on Disney property you might not even know about. Um, you know, if you can go do the seeds tour, that is very affordable to go enjoy, get out of the crowds a little bit and do that. But also take advantage of some of the free stuff. Dave, there's tons people might not realize there's a few free things you can do around the Disney parks, such as pin trading. Um, you can go on to eBay right now, get on your phone, go to eBay, type in a hundred. Now listen to these words carefully. 100 authentic Disney pins they have to be authentic, have to have that Disney label on the back of them. And you can order them, and they cost you about $40, you know, for 100 pins, $30, and get them in, fill up lanyards, and give them to your kids and take them to the parks. When it is crazy busy, let them go pin trade with cast members. Let them go have those moments. Nice. Um, Dave, there is so much to do that doesn't include attractions, dining, you know, water parks, all that kind of stuff that you can do um, that maybe people just don't know about. Yeah, there really is. And we've done episodes on that before, like free things that can be done. Um, and to Mike's point, there are some great uh, tour options um, to link back in with what you were saying. Wild Africa Trek, it's a bit of a chunk of change, but um, it is a truly exceptional experience. If you're looking for something uh, to do uh, to supplement your day at Disney's Animal Kingdom, and that isn't on your budget right now, um, something like Caring yes. for Giants. Um, it's only a one-hour event. It's only like 35 dollars or something crazy um i highly recommend right now like while you're listening to this while you're on your lunch break listening to uh the podcast jump into the app for your next visit and take a look at what we call the enchanting extras all right you can literally just type enchanting extras into the search bar function of that it'll bring up a whole bunch of different things across disney property that you can do whether it's swimming with dolphins over at epcot or um animal tours at animal kingdom there's some great fun things uh at magic kingdom including of course keys to the kingdom um there's just some really fun things you can do if you need more information of course you can then reach out and talk to somebody really important in your uh, planning, and that is, of course, your travel uh, agent or travel advisor um, who is there to um, make sure things go smoothly. Um, and this brings us to our number nine on our list of things to do to get the most out of it during the, our peak periods like spring break right now, and that is plan. Have a Disney travel agent and plan your Disney vacation. If you listen to nothing else in this entire episode, like, and I mean, and here's the thing is Justin, like if you said that last sentence, it's kind of like me telling people right, to exactly. go to a VIP yeah. tour. Like, but like you've, you've got a vested interest in that information and in the, what you're recommending there. Uh, it's like when I tell people um, to, to um, make sure they have somebody they trust and a good DJ to look after their wedding. Like uh, I say it, but then I'm also like, I've usually got an ulterior motive as well, uh, which is why I'm saying it. Right. I'm saying it in this as somebody who works for Disney, as somebody who knows their way around the Disney parks, um, as somebody who knows the importance of planning, and that is find somebody who you mesh with, who gets you, who understands you, um, what you want out of your Disney vacation and is in your corner planning it, booking it and taking care of you um, with with all of that uh, because that process starts more than 60 days in advance. That process starts 90 something days in advance and you're, you, you need to be in front of it because if you're not 
everybody else in this picture that I took the other night is. And they're planning it. And they, like, you rewind back in the day. You used to be able to show up at the front of Magic Kingdom 30 years ago. You could walk up to the gate of Magic Kingdom and be like, here's my $12.50 and I'm coming in to, to wait 20 minutes to ride some rides, okay? Like, that was a thing, okay? That is no longer how Disney works. Um, we all know this. And th there's people who I, I encounter regularly that are like, I'll find people on tour who are like, oh, yeah, I love going on tour. I just do hate all of the planning stuff and having to call to book everything 60 days out. I'm like, yeah, but your travel agent does that, right? And they're like, well, no, I don't have one of them. And I'm like, well, that's your problem. <laughs> what are you doing? Um, so, what are you doing? Like, it really cannot be... Uh, stated enough the importance of it. Um, before we let Justin get on a, a crate about this with his vested interest in it, Mike, do you do, do you do you have a do you have somebody you recommend? <laughs> Steve's yeah, great. Steve. He's I got a pizza tour guy. Oh, he's he's guy. agent. He's got it all. He's the, he, and he, travel he, agent Steve. And he controls the the camel spitter right over at Aladdin. He does. Right? He does everything. <laughs> yes. We, we like that guy, Steve. Uh, uh, yeah, no. I listen. I got a trip. I got a trip coming up. Um, we have our uh, our DDP, you know, Disneyland trip came up, and I just told Justin, "Here's the credit card. Do what you got to do." And uh, I'm putting it all in his hands. So I, I do have somebody I can trust, and I would definitely go with a vacation planner for sure. Well, you know, it's it's so funny too because the, the people we're talking to right now, they understand Disney. Like they get it. <clears throat> the majority of the people listening right now either go quite a bit or they just love it so much that they keep up with it. And I, I, I completely get it. And, and here, here's what's funny. Derek Pitzer. I'm going to throw his name out there. Derek Pitzer is the perfect example. Derek knows Disney inside and out. He understands the process inside and out. Here's why You've Derek... You've seen his spreadsheets. I've got it right in front of me. It's, I'm there, holding yeah, it up. Yep. You can see this video yes, right now. Yes, I can. It is color-coded for his dining. I mean, it is, it is something special. He understands that at 60 days, I'm up at 6 a.m. taking care of that for him and making sure. And he's him and Steph both. We, we, we chatted a couple days ago. We did a Zoom to chat about, you know, his dining and everything. And he knows I'm going to grab not only what he says, but I'm going to grab extras. So that way we can chat. I'm going to go, hey, you don't want to do that. When, when we did our meeting, I'm like, hey, let's not do that. Let's do this. And I'm like, that makes sense. That makes sense. Why would we do a huge meal whenever we're going to be going around Epcot and snacking all day? When we could do this, and then we could, instead of doing a prefix, we could do, uh, you know, an appetizer, entree, dessert for the table. Everybody kind of munched. So just chatting it out. Even if you understand Disney inside and out, having someone who has your back is key. Like, if you get down there and something happens, you're not on hold now. We're on hold. And if you don't understand Disney, or if you've been away from Disney for the past five years, Disney has changed so much over the last five years that you really do need someone to just kind of point you in the right direction. And most people don't understand our services do not cost anything extra to you. You book it on your own, it I costs the same as the if thing. you book with us. I think that's the thing that so many people don't realize is that like, now I'm sure there are some people who are like, some people. Oh, I love planning it. I want to yeah. get up and do it myself. Awesome. This, this conversation isn't for them. And we're not trying to tell you that you have to do this, no, of course not. but if you've ever been like, oh, I'm sitting on hold to book this 
Keys to the Kingdom tour, and I've been on hold for an hour and a half because Disney Reservation Center is Disney Reservation Center. Um, like, like, this is where this person comes into play. Like, they, they take care of all of these different aspects of your stay. Yeah, and let me let me say this: not get get away from away with me traveling, get away from from what I do uh, in particular. Let's just talk about um, advisors in general. If you have someone local, you know, who's a Disney planner that you trust, that you trust with your vacation, that you trust is going to put your best interest at heart um, and do everything they can to make your trip more enjoyable. Go support a small business. Yeah, I mean that's that's literally all it is. Go support the small business instead of putting that money. I mean, look, we love Disney. We put plenty of money in Disney's pocket, but that money just goes back into Disney's pocket. So go support a small business. Find someone you know you trust. You know what I mean? If you want to reach out and work with us, guess what? You get to listen to me meander even more than just a podcast. So we get to meet on Zoom and hang out. That's actually not a sales pitch. Oh, man. Now no one's going to (laughs) book. Actually, you just got two cancellation emails. (laughs) I just, I'm done. So look, a couple things. One. Travel advisors can really help you during busy times. One, because we understand how Genie Plus Lightning Lane works. We understand how to get hard to get res- uh, dining reservations at 60 days and how to prioritize certain reservations over others whenever we're doing it. Um, but mostly, go support a small business. Go go out there, book with somebody. You can be as hands-on or hands-off as you want. Go support a small business. And uh, also, you know what? You'll make a great friend in the long run. Like you'll, th- This is someone you'll use over and over again and somebody you can text and chat Disney with. You know, And I, I've become so close to so many people through the DDP that I have uh, been fortunate enough to, to work on their vacations. And they send me pictures, and I've watched their kids grow up over the last five years, and it's really something magical. So if you want to get the most out of a vacation, you're not super, super comfortable with Disney, uh, maybe the newest things that are going on, uh, and it's gonna, you're going during spring break when it's crazy busy, use a travel advisor. Definitely a great one for number nine. I absolutely love it. Um, let's finish it up, number 10. This one's so important. I think this is so important. Keep a realistic expectation and prioritize, most importantly, what you want to do. So take the top three things that you want to do every single day, make them a priority, and then keep your expectations realistic on what you're going to get done throughout your day. Mike, we hear so many people go to the parks who maybe they haven't gone in five years, and they go during spring break, and they come back and go, I didn't even get to ride this. I, You know what I mean? I, I didn't even get to ride it. Because they didn't prioritize what they wanted to do, what their key things were, and their expectations were much higher, almost uh, you know, at a point to where it just was not attainable when it's crazy busy during spring break. No matter where you are in, as a Disney fan or as many times as you go to the park, that's the one thing you've always said and you've heard a million times. You will never do everything in one day. You will never see everything, and you will never do every, anything. So as long as you got that, even if you do a VIP tour guide and you have a great VIP tour guide like Steve, it, you're still not going to get everything done. So just realize those expectations that there's always stuff going on, and that always gives the room to come back for another trip so that if you didn't get something on your bucket list, It'll always be there when you come back again. 100%. Dave, you've got to see it all the time with what you do. I have to. You have got to meet with people and chat with people, and they have this expectation that they're going to see and do everything at Walt Disney World during their stay. And they have to come to you sometimes and go, this is, this is not what I expected. Correct. Not even Steve can achieve that. Okay? <laughs> like, Steve's the um, man. And he is. Um, here's the thing. Um having that realistic expectation um, is going to make you 
feel better in the long run. Um, by being honest with yourself, by understanding when you're going to Disney World, by understanding how busy it is, you're only helping yourself in the long run. Okay, if you need me to show this to you, contact me and I will send you this picture of a sea of heads on Main Street <laughs> USA last night watching Happily Ever After for its return. If you're going during a busy time, if you're going on a busy day, know that it's going to be like this. If you want to see that fireworks show, if that's why you're going, yes, there were people camping out about four and a half hours before that fireworks show started to make sure they had a spectacular view. If you show up 20 minutes before fireworks time, you're standing behind a tree. That's like, but figure out what your priorities are. Know what they are. Be realistic with yourself and your family and, and walk into it with your eyes open so that you can uh, make the most of and enjoy uh, your time at Disney during these peak times. Because um, it does get crazy. Um, the parks, things happen, rides break, and it's going to impact your day. So make sure you're aware of that going in um, and so that you and everybody around you can have the best time possible. 100%. Absolutely nailed it. Those 10 things, If you, I think if you implement those 10 things for your next uh, Disney, Walt Disney World vacation when it is going to be insanely busy, you are going to set yourself uh, up for success. That is really hard to say. Set yourself up for success. Nailed it. Um, and you're going to enjoy that vacation even more. You know, one of the things we really didn't talk too much about, but they're always in the parks, no matter whether it's a slow time of year or a busy time of year. And those are some of the photo pass photographers. And if you're in one of these crowded moments and you don't have time to whip your camera out, grab one of the photo pass photographers, have them snap a picture, take that great picture, post it on our Facebook page. because We have an amazing DDP Today family that has posted some amazing pictures and it brings me to my favorite thing every week, and that'd be... Picks of the week. Picks of the week. All right, you guys know Picks of the Week, my favorite thing every week. Uh, Justin, what's your Pick of the Week? Yeah, I'm going to go with Seth Dawson. He says, test fitting luggage eight months in advance to make sure everyone can fit in one car. Totally normal behavior. Um, it is totally normal behavior. Look, I absolutely love it. This is all about a planning uh, episode here. And the fact that you are eight months out and you are putting those unpacked suitcases just in the back of the car to see if they will fit. I absolutely love it. And here's why, Seth, because right now I'm getting suitcases down. I want to see if you guys think this is weird. I keep a Disney suitcase packed, not with clothes, but it has everything else I need. In it. it has my fan, has uh, chargers, it has meds, it has everything in it to where all I have to do is throw clothes in and go out the door straight to Disney. has everything I need for my entire vacation, a Disney suitcase ready to rock and roll. It's the only time I ever use it when I go to Disney. Ironed ponchos as well, too? Right, po ponchos are ironed, steamed, pressed, and ready to roll. Excellent, excellent. Wow. Um, question for you. With that in mind, regular day, middle of the week, you, you know this bag is packed in your... Yeah. In, in, your, in the attic. Yeah. In the attic. Somebody says, I need you ready to go to Disney World. How quick can you be? Six minutes. I can be six minutes. I can be six and minutes. And you are super confident you've got everything. Do you know how uh, super confident I have everything? I just need clothes, all I need clothes and shoes. Do you know how angry? Like I, my, I have a, I bought a separate toiletry kit. I have everything in there. I don't take anything out of Amazing. my. Amazing. Everything's in there. You know how angry I got? 
Katie's parents. I love Katie's parents. Katie's parents love were in them town daily. this past yep. week. Her mom forgot her toothbrush. Well, I knew I had four brand new toothbrushes in my Disney packed bag, and I was like, "Now I got to get into the attic and get a toothbrush." Yeah, out. I was furious that I had How to mess with my Disney bag one anywhere else in the house. I feel that's partially on you. Well, yeah, here's the thing. I would have made a go out for one. It may be. It may be on me. <laughs> this is here's the problem. Down the road. I How buy a lot of them at Walgreens? Costco. Katie is the daughter of a dentist. Okay. Oh. You know. You know the the thing about the daughters of preachers, right? Daughters of a dentist. So she chews ice, eats tons of candy, and she brushes her teeth more viciously than anyone I've ever seen. She goes through <laughs> bristles on a toothbrush quicker than anyone on planet Earth. I mean, I think she's just like, gotta brush these teeth, you know? Um, and so I can't keep them. Like, we go through toothbrushes every two weeks. It's just it's craziness. Amazing. That's yeah. incredible. So, anyway, so uh, really quickly, congratulations on my pick of the week. <laughs> Incredible. Dave, what's your pick of the week? Oh, my goodness. All right. Um, somebody who has been blowing up our uh, DDP Today podcast Facebook page uh, with all sorts of posts uh, is the Ramey family. Jenna uh, is, has the family down there. Um, there's been some beautiful photos. I've even got to run into them on a couple of occasions, and I do want to give a quick shout-out to both the Ramey family and the Masterakis family that I got to say hi to in one day. It was a great day. Um, however, for my pick of the week, I want to reference a new photo option that officially became available today uh, with the launch of Tron, the on-ride photo for the Tron attraction is outstanding. They simultaneously take two photos so that you get the best angle of you from either side. Um, and, and then you can see the other person still as well. Uh, it's low to the ground. It's like, uh, because of the way you ride that, um, it's like at head height. And so it's not above your head. You're not arcing to look at it. Um, it's not, on the corner like the one at uh, Space Mountain where you go around and if suddenly something happens on the wrong side of the vehicle, you get a great shot of the back of your head. Uh, it's right there, front and center, on either side, two photos taken simultaneously, and you get an amazing photo. There's some great examples of it, of uh, Jenna and the clan um, on... Um, on the attraction, I particularly like their first one. Um, I obviously feel it's the first time that uh, Brinley and Gunner got to ride it, and they're both holding on for dear life uh, and um, and kind of cringing into it, wondering what's about to happen. Uh, it's a great ride and a great photo option, and I love it. It's my pick of the week. Mike, what did you have? Great pick. Uh, my pick is going to go to Ryan Brady. You know, we always, we always preach about keeping a Disney at home. And Ryan was at Sam's Club, and he found a Mickey and Minnie waffle maker. Makes up to six waffles at a time. So he's got the picture of the uh, waffle maker on the counter. You know, I'm a sucker for buying stuff whenever I'm in the supermarket. And it's got Mickey stuff on it or Minnie stuff. So uh, I, I completely get it, Ryan, and it would have jumped in my car too. So, Ryan, you have my pick of the week. Ryan's got a good vacation coming up. Uh, well, how do I know? Because... I have had the pleasure of working with him on his amazing vacation. So excited for them coming up on their awesome vacation, too. Uh, what's your good side before I close this up? My good side is my left side. I actually move Katie whenever I'm working with PhotoPass photographers um, just to make sure I'm on the, I'm on the left of her. Um, that's, my, that's my photogenic side. Both my sides are good. 
<laughs> this is why you and I are a pair, Justin. I think right is mine. You're right. So you're right well, on left. It and works, I it only works great. say that because I think I take more photos on that side because Melanie's left. She's is left. Her good yes. side. Yeah, so if she, you look, so look. Here's here's how you'll know, right? So we're zoom right now, right? So here is my right. Okay. Yep. Oh no, you're right. Yeah, you're correct. I you're told you. It's is, not yeah. even close. It's like yeah. I mean, it's it's night and day how good it is. Yeah. So. Um, for those of you, for those of you listening, um, there was be glad no you're difference. listening in that viewing. <laughs> there was no difference. It <laughs> looks exactly the same. Let's let's close this up. It's, let's close it's this weird. up. <laughs> it is strange, isn't it? I know. Um, DDP family. I hope you enjoyed this. Look, I mean, the one thing people people always say to me, they're like, well. I just don't want to go during spring break because I know what it's going to be like. And look, if that's the only time you can get away, then definitely plan your Disney vacation. Go because there are ways that you can get around the crowds. There are ways you can make your trip absolutely incredible. You can have a blast still. And uh, and we definitely, I think, hit on a couple of those. Hopefully, maybe some of those you can implement into your next vacation when you know the park's maybe a little bit busier. I do want to chat a little bit about one of our sister shows, Universal Unleashed. Brand new episode dropped, and uh, I'm excited for you to listen to that. We chatted a little bit about some Universal news, but we also chatted about Halloween Horror Nights because we have announced the Universal Unleashed Nights of Fear, the second year coming up. It is September the 13th through the 17th, um, and we will be doing, of course, Halloween Horror Nights. We will be doing Hallow's Scream, but we are adding on an optional second night of Halloween Horror Nights as well uh, for those who want to do it. So lots of package options there. Get a hold of us, show at awaywithmetravel.com to get that book. Got to be booked through show at awaywithmetravel. That's how we pay for those extras. Have some fun. Um, for those who went again? last year, it was a blast. It is September the 13th through the 17th uh, coming up. So we will do uh, Halloween Horror Nights. The optional night is on the 13th. The uh, complete night, which is uh, going to be everybody, which we will actually have the Express Pass, is going to be on the 14th. And then on the 15th, we will do Hallow Scream. And the 16th will be a day inside of Universal Orlando having some fun over there. So uh, make sure you get a hold of us. Now, let me say this. For those of you who maybe didn't come last year, this is an adult-only experience. This is not like our DDP vacations. This is 18 and above can come experience this vacation. So get a hold of us. Come have some fun. Um, lots of drinks. Lots of fun. Speaking of our adult experiences, um, that is a whole lot of fun. And I'm looking at dates and I might actually be available. Um, and I've got a topic that we're taking into Patreon, uh, which can get a little bit more adult uh, sometimes over there. And this is definitely going to have some interesting uh, conversation attached to it that might skew that direction. So uh, I'm excited for our patron uh, topic coming up in just a few moments. A hundred percent. Like I said, I, I was excited from the get-go when you let me know. If you're not a member of the patron family, go right now. Click that link below for as little as $2 a month. You become a uh, member of the patron, and you get that bonus episode every single show. Not only that, you get access to the Facebook group, and then depending on what tier you choose, you get merchandise, all kinds of extras, and even video of my right side and right? Uh, or my left uh, side and Dave's right side and it oh, works yeah. perfectly. It's uh, so it's pretty. So. Um, really quickly, the other thing is is that like – some people are like, what a, What actually happens over on Patreon? And I'm like, I'm not really <laughs> sure. Like, sometimes there's great structure and we've got, like, a really cool, like, episode. And other times it's just banter for, like, 20 minutes. And, uh, and it's just silly, but it is a whole lot of fun. You know what I didn't realize? And, Mike, you did the test listen for last week. I didn't realize that we went for 55 minutes last week on Patreon um, chatting just about 
just stuff. I mean, just yeah. stuff. I, I tuned out and stopped listening, so I'm glad somebody did the test yeah. listen. <laughs> <laughs> just all kinds of Disney news and Disney. We knew Dave went there, so we could get into the deep end of stuff. Uh, we always like to protect you a little bit. So um, really, really good. So, uh, well, guys, let's close this up. Always good. Always love talking about the Disney parks, especially if we can give a little bit of advice maybe you haven't heard to make the most out of your next Disney vacation, and especially when it's those busier times of the year like it is right now during spring break for kids all around the United States. Uh, Mike, coming to you. Closing words. Well, I had a great time with you guys tonight. I uh, hope that anybody coming up for any of these big you know, trips where it's going to be crowded, I hope we gave you a couple of tips so that you can maximize your vacation, have some great family time. Uh, I had some great times with you guys tonight, and I am looking forward to Patreon. Dave? Oh, I am super pumped for this, and um, thanks for a fun episode. Like, yeah, like I love episodes where we don't we we try to try to call it like it is and be honest with those who are listening with us and say, hey, let us give you some information to make the most out of your time. Yeah, because if people can see that picture behind you, trust me, you need to plan. You need to have a game plan for what you're going to do because it is. When you this don't want to be one of those drops, people without it. If I haven't posted it, somebody listen to this and remind me to post it so that I will put it on the Facebook group so that people can see what we're talking about. DDP uh, family, we love you. We, we can't wait to hear about your next adventure inside of the Walt Disney World Resort, um, how you get around some of these busy times. Go on, the, go on the Facebook group right now. Post maybe some of the things we didn't mention that makes the trips more enjoyable whenever it is super crowded out. And uh, I am super excited to do this again next week. DDP family, have an amazing week. Spread some cheer, and we will see you real soon. Have a good night. Cheers. Have a good night. On behalf of the Disney dads, we want to say thank you. We hope you find a little magic in your life every day, spread some Disney love, and keep moving forward. Each of us has a dream, a heart's desire. It calls to us. And when we're brave enough to listen and bold enough to pursue, that dream will lead us on a journey to discover who we're meant to be. All we have to do is look inside our hearts and unlock the magic within. Ready to begin, let the wonder Wait, what? Oh yeah, that's a wrap. This has been YDF Media Productions.